Hello, bienvenue, and brochim habayim. Welcome to High Montreal, the podcast. We're your hosts, Lisa Winston and Sarah Bellani. Welcome back to High Montreal, the podcast. After a brief hiatus, we're excited to be back and continue to share important stories from our community. On this International Women's Day, we wanted to speak with an inspirational woman who is working hard to make our world, and more specifically, our planet, a better place to live. Our guest on today's episode is Naomi Shearer, an Italian living in France. She recently made some big changes to live life more ecologically correct. Naomi works in business development at Circuleur, France's first and only recycling paint company. Circuleur's business model of saving paint that other companies send to the incinerator and recycling them is like what Naomi has done in her own home renovation, saving materials and items that would have been thrown away and giving them a second life all while reducing the impact on the environment. You can follow Naomi's eco-renovation journey on Instagram at Maison underscore Circulaire. Before we get to Sarah's interview with Naomi, let's talk a bit more about International Women's Day. Do you know the Jewish history behind International Women's Day? National Women's Day, the precursor to International Women's Day, was established in New York City by Teresa Serber Malkiel. Malkiel was the head of the Women's National Committee of the Socialist Party of America and created the first day celebrating women in 1909. Born in 1874 into a Jewish family, she and her family fled persecution in the Russian Empire in what is now Ukraine to the United States. An American labor activist, suffragette, an educator, Malkiel dedicated her life to the liberation of women. In the spirit of Malkiel and all of us strong Jewish women, we at High Montreal wish you a happy International Women's Day. I am so pleased to introduce a dear old friend of mine, Naomi Scherer, uh, to High Montreal for High Montreal's International Women's Day episode. When we were thinking of who we would have on the program for this episode, I immediately thought of Naomi because ever since we've met, she's she's always been super passionate about the things that she believes in and, and, and standing up for things that she believes in. And so Naomi, welcome to Chai Montreal. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, Lisa. Thank you. We've known each other for for a, a long time now, and it's been really interesting to hear about and learn about the journey that you've been going on now. You've made some changes in your life recently um, in relation to sustainable living and, and eco-friendliness, and specifically in the realm of design and and construction because you have a background in in design architecture and 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 worked Mm -hmm. in the kind of this construction industry and you've recently embarked on this eco journey so can you explain a little bit so yes about my story uh when when we met in our 20s i just finished my uh my degree in industrial design and architecture in italy and i have always been very passionate about uh, about architect and even if i've never been a a designer or an architect officially, I've always find, uh, found a way to work in that field. And um, my path uh, was working on the events field in, uh, in France, in Paris, uh, when I moved there when I was uh, 21 years old after my, my Erasmus program. 
And um, so I was working, uh, I've always looked for um, places where I could uh, make my job a passion of. And um, I worked for several years in the uh, construction field, but in organizing an event, uh, the most important one was uh, Batimat, which is uh, um, in, uh, a professional exhibition about, about construction. And I was, um, I was in the sales department. And uh, years, uh, years after, when I, when I became the director of one of the sector of the, let's say, more of design sector, where there is all the uh, interior design, bathroom, tiles, and uh, interior fittings. Um, I realized that there were some companies that uh, were introducing um, solutions uh, with, um, with um, a circular economy. And I was actually very interested. And at the same time, while I was discovering it in my job, I, I just had my, my first child, Leah. And when, when she was born, I was living in Paris, so a very big town, living in a small apartment. And I was trying to improve the way where, that we were living in, our, in our, our little family. And so I started to make, um, well, I always loved cooking and my, my husband too, but we, we were trying to make uh, a better life for our daughter. So trying to uh, buy organic food and make her own, um, her own like uh, the soups for her or using washable diapers or secondhand clothes. So it started little by little in, in my personal in my personal life. And then when I discovered about these companies that uh, they were introducing into the construction market uh, solutions for a, a better for, for a circular economy. I was very interested in it. And one of the first ones that I found was actually, uh, it's an interesting story because uh, it, it brought me where I am today. Uh, I, I found out about this um, French company uh, called the Circouleur uh, that, was, um, uh, that was introducing for the first time in France and in Europe, actually, uh, the recycled painting. And uh, I was like, wow, that's interesting. And actually, I found out after that in, in Canada, it exists since 20 years ago. It's a very old uh, procedure that exists already of, uh, with the company. But in Europe, it's very new. And at the same time, uh, my husband and I were looking for um, to change life completely and uh, to move to the countryside. It was COVID time. So we were like everyone in the world, we were locked down in a small apartment and we we're like, oh, I wish I had a, a nice house with a garden. And so when we were looking for the house, I found out about this company, about this uh, recycling painting company. And I, I proposed my husband, well, when we will find our house, we will paint it with this, um, uh, with this recycling uh, painting company. And, uh, and then everything came like a chain. Um, I, I was very interested in this sector. And uh, during the second uh, lockdown in France in April 2021, I decided to take some uh, trainings uh, about the uh, circular economy in construction materials in France because um, construction materials are are the one of the biggest um, um, problem in the waste in the world. Um, is one third of the waste of the world. It, it comes from construction, and. Uh, um, and so I wanted to um, to see what what, what were the options, and uh, so I decided to take some trainings uh, that are called MOOC, 
M-double-O-C, so it's Massive Online Open Classes. There are trainings online for everyone. There are every kind of, uh, every language, every topic, everything. Um, and um, during the pandemic, while I had my kids at home, uh, I, I started to study uh, that. And when I finished it, I said, that's my path. That's what I want to, what I want to do. I want to be the solution. I don't want to be part of the problem. And uh, so I, I, target, uh, I targeted the, the companies that, where I wanted to work. And I had the chance that in France, this, uh, this uh, field is starting to develop. Uh, two years ago, it was very, very the beginning. And they were starting to look for uh, salespeople. And uh, it's actually funny because uh, the first resume that I sent was to Circular, so the peinture recyclée, the, the recycled painting. And that was, that was the only uh, resume that I sent because I immediately had the job. And it's so amazing that you had a vision of something that you wanted to do and you went for it. Because a lot of people, I think, are scared to go out from the norm or go out of the path that they're used to or that they think they should be on so it's amazing that you saw something that you wanted and that you that you knew was going to be important for you your family and society at large and decided to go after it it, it is very scary <laughs> I confirm you um, I remember and I decided that I was gonna quit my job and that I was gonna change the place where I live so I used to live in a huge a capital, European capital, and we moved to a super small village in the Beaujolais area that it's super cute, by the way. We didn't know anyone here. We had no friends. And um, and mainly, uh, one another important thing to say is that my job at Circular was going to be uh, on the other side of France uh, in Bordeaux, where my house is in Lyon. So it was many, many changes at the time. And, uh, and also from family point of view, also I had to take care of my kids and their changes too. So it, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy, uh, yes, but today I definitely do not regret. And if I, if I have to give an advice to anyone who uh, is not happy with their life anymore or they just need a change, just to go for it and and if you love what you do if you have a passion with what you do you finally you definitely find a way and where does that strength come from what has inspired you to have that philosophy well <laughs> uh that's a story that um starts many years ago it starts from all my grandparents the four of them um, because they were like many of us, uh, they come from uh, from a, a time where there was a war. Uh, my my grandfather uh, from my mom's side, he was Austrian and he was born before the war, uh, the Second World War, and he had to escape. He was hiding in Belgium with his family, and when Belgium was invaded by the Nazi, he was trying to escape with his family, and he was taken by. Uh, by the British as a prisoner in the um, uh, Isle of Man, and um, and he stayed there for for some time, and then he he was uh, brought to a boat that was supposed to go to Canada, and after months and months that uh, they were traveling on this boat, instead of being cold, it was warmer and warmer, and everyone was wondering where where they, they were going. And after, I think, like three or four months of traveling, they, they saw the land. And when they, they landed, they arrived in the land, 
they discovered it was not at all Canada, it was Australia. <laughs> and my grandfather, he stayed a prisoner there and um, it was actually the best time for him of his uh, wartime because he was picking fruits and he said that he had never seen so many fruits since he was a child. Then he fought for England, he fought uh, against um, against the Japanese in the ocean, in the Pacific Ocean. And uh, he moved back to Australia. He had a British um, a passport. And then he received a letter one day from his family saying that his father was dying and he wanted to see his only child after this brutal war. And so he managed to go back to, to Vienna where his family were and was. And when, they arri- when he arrived there, he discovered not only that his father was not dying, but he just wrote him because he wanted to see him after the war. <laughs> and so he decided to stay back in Europe and uh, for a little while. And then he said, well, I still want to go to Canada. And uh, before going to Canada, he had a, a cousin, an uncle working in uh, Genova, in the Genoa in Italy, um, selling leather. And he said, well, if you want, you can come to me, you can come here, staying in Genoa for a while work for me and then when you have the money move to Canada and uh, when he arrived in Genoa a little time after it was pouring time so that's where we are now it's funny Uh, he went on a pouring night and there he found my he met my grandmother and uh, it was a very love story so this is to say that he lived in many places and every time he had to adapt it was not always easy it was not his language every time and uh, he, he always tell, told me his stories when I was a child of how brave he was to, to change life. And the same thing is from my grandparents, uh, from my father's side, where they, they were uh, Romanian, both of them. And uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty tough, like uh, Second World War was pretty tough for them. Because my grandmother, she was from uh, Yashi and um, her father was killed in the pogrom of Yashi. It's a very famous one. And so she was very touched by that. And when after my father was born in the 50s and um, they moved after the during the communism, they managed to move to Israel and they they were immigrants. So it was very, very hard for them. My grandfather used to be a famous actor in um, in Bucharest in uh, Romania. And when he arrived in Israel, he didn't speak the language, so he couldn't do his job. But in, in, in one way or another, all of them, all my grandparents, they managed to, to make things and to, to become someone. And I think this is really part of my DNA and my sisters and my father and my moms, everyone. And we need to go somewhere to prove that we're capable of becoming someone and just go for our... Uh, for what we believe in. So I think that's, that's where it comes from. I think that's beautiful. And I think it's so important to know the family stories and to understand where you come from and understand what your family has gone through and what makes you who you are and what pushes you forward. So thank you for sharing those stories because I think it's so important to, to recognize that. And it's also important to be grateful to them for working so hard to to let absolutely. us or to let you absolutely absolutely and uh, there is one thing that one part of the story which is um, very important it's not about my grandparents but it's what what i recently did that i'm very proud of and i think that 
if people start to do like like not just like me like like um, taking different uh, uh, choices in the way of life i think that we can really make something for uh, for the world um while I, i started this new job at circular Um, I started to do the renovation of the house and this is my latest big project that I did, um, which is a renovation during uh, doing a maximum of a circular economy using the maximum of reused materials in anything that I did. For example, the insulation. The insulation was uh, part of old fabric that was put in the in the wall or in the um, in the roof also we have uh, old newspapers that are they do the the insulation or the tiles they are they all come from the the rest of old uh, other renovations um or the bathtub too everything everything comes has a story in my house of course the painting that in the end i managed to use <laughs> for <laughs> the renovation but what is interesting is that um the the whole renovation made me um calculate uh, my impact uh, the my environmental impact which is very interesting and i would like to share it with you if that's okay yes for sure So the whole renovation made me uh, avoid more than 63 tons of CO2 at, in the atmosphere wow. uh, and 10 tons of waste, in, in, of waste like physical waste, which are the equivalent of more than 6,000 rectangular bathtubs that we have in our bathrooms, wow. which are the equivalent of 20 years of waste of one person. Wow, that's... That's amazing. And, and, and it shows that it's possible to reuse materials. And, and if everyone made choices that would reduce their impact on the environment, we really can make a difference. And when you, I think yeah. a lot of the time people don't see the impact or they don't see the numbers and don't quite understand. But when you put it in numbers like that, you know, in like thinking of how many bathtub sizes of waste you've saved, That's that's pretty astonishing. Yes, absolutely. And I actually created um, an Instagram account. It's a, it's a French one. I mean, I, it's, I write in French to um, uh, to do uh, like a sensibilization to the French people. But of course, everyone can can look at it. It's called Maison Circulaire, um, like like a circular. And um, my, my aim is to show everyone that we can do beautiful things, beautiful decorations and uh, design with reused um, objects or items. Uh, and then it's possible, even if we are simple consumers and the impact is so interesting. And um, I, I, I feel so proud of that. And I think about all the, all the road that I, that I walked through and all that I still have to do Uh, to help uh, to help the world and try to to make uh, an influence to other people. I can attest to the fact that you have some beautiful pieces in your house um, <laughs> that you've that you've found either through antiquing or through or through people being kind enough to to give them to you because they just wanted to get rid of them. So instead of putting things in landfills uh, for absolutely no reason because they still serve a purpose and they're still beautiful, you've been able to save them. Um, and as you said, everything has a story which is exactly. great and has character absolutely oh, that, that is that I can confirm you <laughs> <laughs> so what suggestions do you have for people who 
have heard your story and are inspired by what you're doing. And I, I would consider what you were do, what you're doing an an impact profession. You you've taken your skills and and your knowledge and pivoted into something that's really really important that's making an impact. What suggestions would you give to people to go forward with with something like that? The first thing that I would say is that any of us can do, even if it's a little, we can do something to help uh, the world because now we are kind of in an urgent <laughs> situation. Uh, and it's uh, it's about making choices and and making a list. It's, okay, what are, what are my priorities? Is it to go shopping every week and buy 10 uh, 10 t-shirts and that the next week once I wear it they don't fit anymore because there is a hole or something or I buy one t-shirt per year and this is this is already one thing that we can do but then also I I believe that the real impact is um, through real choices of life like professional choices do I feel uh, complete and do I feel satisfied that I work for I don't know an oil company, for example, or fossil oil. Uh, is this what I want to do um, to help the world? I can, I can do zero waste, but I can, can, is, is that enough? Or do I feel fulfilled about that? And asking ourselves, because I think that everywhere now in the world, there are solutions where, um, where we, can also, we can apply to these jobs uh, and we can bring our knowledge or we can us have ourselves, or we can have ourselves the will of uh, and the idea of doing something and just go for it and create it. It is super scary. I I've been through that and it's still very scary, uh, but it's just so much worth it. And we've mentioned a lot about how you you live in France and you're trying to educate the people who follow you on Instagram um, in French um, about this way of life. But you you are from Italy originally. You're Italian. Being from Italy, which has a really rich history in in you know art and tailoring and preserving important items. Existence. Do you think that has anything to do with what you're doing now? I, I totally do. Yes, like definitely 100%. I study in, uh, in high school. I study history of art. It was my passion. And uh, my mom used to bring, used, I used to go with her uh, to um, old uh, secondhand stores to find furnitures for our house. So definitely it's part of my, my heritage. Definitely. So I actually, I wouldn't know. And, and I know that in France it's very similar because we have a very old history. So I wouldn't, I don't really know how it is um, in other countries, uh, but I know that like in my, in my house, for example, I don't have all the furniture that are 300 years old. I don't like that style. For example, I, I just, I'm just happy with the fifties, you know, and, and, <laughs> and I, I, I think definitely there is an heritage that I that I have from my family and from the country I'm from, uh, but this doesn't mean that it can be um, to someone else. And the fact that we we all of the world went through the Second World War, and even the young people like us, even if we're not too young anymore, <laughs> we 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 had grandparents, we had people around us telling us when we grew up, turn off the light or don't use too much water and this kind of stuff, a little by little come inside our head and they, they get transformed to something else and we decide how we want to transform it. So we have to listen to our, 
our inside and say, okay, what do I want to do with what I've learned when I was a kid? Throughout this whole process, what has been your proudest moment? Mm. Uh, my pr- proudest moment is when I walk around my house and I see the result <laughs> and I'm just so happy about it. And uh, I thought about every little corner, how I want it to be and how I could find the, the rare piece that I wanted to have instead of going to Ikea or some other huge company and buy everything in once and not being satisfied for that. So that is my, my biggest uh, proud, proudness. Well, thank you so much for joining us on High Montreal, the podcast and sharing your story. I've loved hearing about, you know, the inspiration that your family has given you to fight the good fight, as they say. And thank you so much for for speaking with us today. Thank you, Sarah and Lisa, for having me at uh, High Montreal. At Chai Montreal, our aim is to celebrate Jewish stories, and we're glad we can bring attention to stories of strong Jewish women like Naomi, who use their passion to make a positive impact. Hearing her talk about how her Jewish grandparents' history of resilience and drive is built into her DNA is truly inspiring. We would love for you to follow or hit subscribe on the platform on which you're listening to this podcast. Until next time, Shalom, Balhitra Oath.